0: From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and today we've got an interesting interview for you. Chris Rogers is back to talk about taking his Alpine Level 2. Uh, Chris, thanks very much for chatting with us again. Thanks for having me back on again, George. So you've had a very fun couple of uh, days here going through a Level 2 exam. Uh, Tell us what you did.
1: Yeah, so... um... Last couple days, I've been in my Alpine Level 2 exam over at A-Basin and uh, just earned my Level 2 Alpine Skiing Teaching Movement Analysis certification
0: this spring. And had you already passed one of those and then you were taking two, or did you do all three?
1: Um, yep, so I completed the movement analysis last year. I uh, just didn't have time for the teacher or, or ski days last year and wasn't feeling ready for them. And uh, this year, had that teach and ski day on the schedule for the end of the season. Once we got through National Academy and end of season and all of that good stuff, switch over to ski boots and work through that certification.
0: So you're coaching at National Academy, a team member, riding your snowboard, and you get back to Vail. You switch out of your snowboard boots, and a week later, you are now level two alpine. There you go, exactly. (laughs) What was it like to go from uh coach to uh, someone being assessed just a week later.
1: You know, it's such a great experience, honestly, and I, I think more examiners should put themselves in places where they're being evaluated and assessed on a on a more frequent basis. And you know, we I think we end up in those situations fairly regularly. Um, you know, if you're trying out for the national team, or if you're Um, if you're working to advance your examiner level, if you're going from a a level one examiner to a level two examiner, for example, you, you've got eyes on you, you're, you're being evaluated at times, but to be a little bit more out of your element. And, and for me, like being on skis, like I I grew up skiing, I, I teach a good bit on skis, but to, to actually kind of go out there and be assessed on it and, and be a little bit more blind to the process, right? Like, um, don't know exactly where I, where I sit in, in that um relative to the standard like w- was that what they're looking for was it not what they're looking for like a, a lot more questions as, as i went through it um, so at least on the skiing side and on the flip side of that like the the teaching side all of the work that we've done to align our assessment criteria our learning outcomes around teaching the alpine level 2 teach day felt exactly like the snowboard level 2 teach day i gave a couple weeks ago and and um you know so it was a mix it was a mix of areas where i felt like I had no idea how I was doing in areas where I was like, okay, this is a this is just like the exam that we run on the snowboard side. I have a pretty good sense of, of where I'm
0: doing in that. Now, we talked about this a little bit last week, but what was it like? I, I kind of want to take a different angle on it. Rather than uh, how your examiner might have felt, what was it like for the people in your group to go, oh my gosh, I'm in an exam with someone on the national team?
1: <laughs> um yesterday the examiner introduced me as, as being on the snowboard national team and one of the snowboard examiners and, and, um, and kind of set that up with the group. So, so they were all, they were all aware. Um, and it, it's funny because it basically, um, I became a resource in terms of, uh, exam uh, knowledge and, and what's going on and, you know, what are the examiners thinking? And, and uh, the, the candidates would ask me questions about that today. Uh, while they still knew that, like I didn't have a lot of the answers. I was like, well, I can tell you like what we do on the snowboard exam, but I have no idea like how your skiing ranks to the standard, much less my skiing and how it ranks to the standard. Um, so it, it was more about like process and like, like, you know, they'd ask questions like, well, what are you guys thinking right now as you go in to do scores? And like, you know, there's a lot of like um, uh, just on the people skills side of things, people asking questions about, about what it's like to be an examiner. And uh, I, I I, I, it was pretty interesting being a being a, a participant and having, you know, questions like, oh, so, you know, you're a snowboard examiner at, at a level three, like, you know, what's it like? And then, you know, they all had questions about that. And, and uh, it was it was certainly like a, another element that I hadn't really considered going into it.
0: I'd love for you to tell us what part of the teach and what part of uh, the technical did you have a little maybe self-doubt about?
1: Yeah, so the teach day, uh, honestly, like, I I felt pretty strong with it. I I went first with my teach. um, No one kind of jumped up and raised their hand, and I was like, all right, well, this is the part that I feel pretty confident on. Um, All of the work that we've been doing in the last few years is to say, good teaching is good teaching. It doesn't really matter if you're on a snowboard or a pair of skis or a snow skate or a snow bike or an adaptive bucket. Like, it doesn't matter what equipment you're on. Good teaching is good teaching. And, And that really, like rang true for me like I, I felt like got in front of the group and you know turned on teach mode and, and um, it, it verified a lot of the things we've been working, working towards over the last couple of years for me it was like yep we've been on the right track like this is very similar to, to our exam process like I know what we're doing I know what I'm being evaluated on that was all very very clear um, certainly when it came to like the technical content of that teach um, you know was I teaching the right things Uh, were my demos matching my descriptions like a lot of that I had I had more questions about but overall I scored very well on the teach day and it it very much confirmed a lot of those feelings Um, moving into the ski day today it was uh, we we had five inches of fresh snow this morning it was pretty much like the worst possible conditions for uh, my own performance like I, I think I'd Definitely did not ski at my best today. Uh, if there's a, if there's fresh snow, I'm probably on my snowboard, and so it's it's not a uh, wasn't snow that I really trained a lot in. And um, it, it started out cold and dry and was like pretty fluffy, but as soon as the sun came out, it got heavy and wet and clumpy, and it was push piley. And uh, I I definitely got a little in my head, kind of before lunch, like just feeling like I, I could be there, but I I wouldn't be surprised if I'm not, and and kind of feeling that that self doubt for sure. And again, like really helpful in terms of empathizing with candidates and future exams, just going through that process of like, um, you know, I, I was ready for, for not passing and for getting some feedback and being able to improve my skiing. But also you get to that point where you've invested the time into the day you've been being evaluated and you start to like, like all of that said, like, yeah, I'll be happy if I'm not successful, but all of a sudden I, I really do want to be successful. And, um, you know, so so then, then the questioning coming in, like, oh, am I doing enough to show that I I can, you know, control the skis and, and and show my ability to to work with the fundamentals in my skiing, and you know, you start to question all of that. Every task, you're like, did I just put put um, pluses in the bank, or did I just withdraw from the bank?
0: So it sounds really to me like, uh, as far as the teach went, you actually set a great example for your group. Yeah. And that was, that was one of the things that
1: several of the participants said, or, and even the examiners said it at the end of the day, like, um, that they were really glad I went first and that I was able to set a, a strong teach. Um, and, and you know, with that, with the format we're using here, you, you go out and you ski a bit, and you assess the other people that are, that are out skiing with you and you come up with something real to teach. And I, I saw something in a couple of people's skiing that, that's something I've been working on. And so it was a very applicable teach. It was I, I felt like, um, like all of the detail for the teach was there, but then how I led the teach was what the other participants and what the examiners were commenting on in terms of, in terms of like working with a group, creating, creating some fun exercises, like, um, asking the group questions and, you know, it wasn't all just like a direct, um, teacher to instructor, like do this, then this, then this. And, um, you know, I think, I think several of the participants were pretty appreciative of, of having that example, but at the same time, like, as I was doing it, like, I, it was my first time at a level two Alpine teach. I, I could have been leading them down a totally wrong, wrong um, rabbit hole, but, but uh, it, it worked out pretty well. And, and participants were
0: definitely thankful to have that, that opportunity to see someone else teach first. I think anything like this is a great learning opportunity. What was something that your examiner did that maybe was an aha moment for you? And it was like, you know, I want to start doing that in the future.
1: Well, that's a great question. There were there were a few of those just in the way that the days were set up, or in the way that um, uh, kind of the way that the group's needs were met at different times. Uh, things that I really appreciated uh, today, for example, um, my, my two examiners at, at ski day, uh, we we did a couple warm up runs, and they actually gave a little bit more detail about what the upcoming. Um, activities might be the assessment activities might be than we tend to do on the snowboard side and i think that little bit of certainty uh, you know we usually say like hey up here we're gonna get into our skidded turns and you might have like opportunity to ski five or six skidded turns before you actually get to that pitch that you're being assessed on um, they would tell us like the next couple of activities we were going to do so you know like we're probably going to do some um some one-footed outside turns here and then we're going to get down to that lower section where we're gonna go into the bumps or you know, whatever it was but Giving up the, the candidates a little bit more of a roadmap to the day was something that I certainly appreciated as a, as a participant and something that I, I, I would like us to include on the, on the snowboard side moving
0: forward. So Chris, why was it important for you to go for your Alpine Level 2?
1: The, the main thing there is lifelong learning. I, I, I really believe in that mission of ours to, uh, to create adventures in education and for us ourselves to be lifelong learners. I think that at every certification, every outside skill, um, you know, whether it's getting better at mountain biking, getting better at, at wake surfing and, and wake boiling, um, everything that I've learned over the last two decades uh, alongside my snow sports career has helped make me a better instructor. And simultaneously in the last decade, I've, I've taught more ski lessons. Um, you know, probably 20 to 30 percent of my lessons that I teach at, at Vail are on skis. And and so becoming a better instructor on skis is is important to me just professionally as well. And those two combined, uh, you know, both personal growth from putting yourselves in the learner's seat and from, you know, being assessed and being uh, being a candidate, A, I think that's really that the empathy that you gain from being in that position is really good, and, and B, the professional side of wanting to be a better ski instructor so that I can provide better lessons on the mountain, and that, that makes me able to, to have my career as a snowboard instructor. Um, you know, I, I think all of those elements align really well. I, I often tell uh, snowboard instructors one of the best ways to have a career as a snowboard instructor is to also teach skiing. Um, the, the number of clients that I have that are family privates, where I'm, you know, mom and and daughter snowboard and dad and son ski, and, and I have those clients because I can wear both sets of boots and and go and teach. Like that has built me a, a better clientele. It's made me a better instructor, and it, it's created more opportunity for me to have work through the season. All of those things um, add up to it being very worth pursuing alpine certification.
0: I love that you did this, Chris. Anything you'd like to say to the membership in conclusion?
1: No, I, I encourage everyone to, you know, to look at other other discipline certification, whether that's going to an alpine or a snowboard level one and and, and learning how to uh, teach on a second set of equipment, or maybe it's looking at telemark or adaptive or, you know, going into children's or freestyle specializations, those other avenues we have to broaden your skill set will just make you a better instructor, create more opportunities for you to work and, and therefore create. Um, a, a better platform for you to have a career in this industry, and, and um, I, I'm super glad that I went for it. And definitely looking at Alpine Freestyle specialization next year, and maybe down the road at some point I'll start training for my level three. But absolutely rewarding experience, and, and definitely encourage everyone to to look at those second disciplines, especially our examiners and our and, and national team members. Like being at the at the top of your of your sport means. There's all sorts of additional opportunity to get involved at the bottom of another sport.
0: Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Great talking with you. and congratulations. Thanks, George. From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.